home, so very excited <laughs> about that. <clears throat> I filed for unemployment, so I don't have to work. <laughs> nice, nice. That's good. Um, yes. <laughs> did you did you get fired from your job? Well, we close. So that's, you know, that's close enough. I don't now. I'm like, do I want to stop recording and start recording again so that I don't like incriminate you in an unemployment file? No, <laughs> no, we close. Um, we, they shut us down, uh, Wednesday of last week. They honestly wanted to shut us down before then because of COVID cases got really bad in Bloomington really fast. Mm -hmm. And we were like, um, some of them are old working here, have no other form of income. You're not just going to shut people out. (laughs) Like I fortunately enough had another job, but still, so they shut us down. So, like, technically that's a layoff since I don't have work right now. Yeah. No, no, that's a, they shut it down and it's a layoff. It's a layoff. That's a, go get your money. <laughs> like, it's not a lot, but it's something. Right. A girl wants an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> and a girl will have one. The, uh, no, the, uh, how much, okay, so how much, uh, you get, like, so with two kids and having made like whatever a maximum would have been to get all of the initial two, so I got like two hundred fifty bucks a week for, um, for just regular unemployment, and then like another hundred bucks for having kids. Mm-hmm. So that was like fourteen hundred mm-hmm. a month. And I'm still, as I'm talking, I'm trying to get levels as we go along. So bear oh, that's with me. cool. Um, <clears throat> did is that is that anywhere near what like a single person with no children gets? I heard 600, so I'm like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. On, me on my own. The only bill I have is my phone bill, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> Even at college, I'm really not buying anything except for food. So, you know, I think that'll keep me sane, keep me good for someone who's going to be just sitting at home. <laughs> and having to deal with your parents. Well, one parent, but she works all the time. She's uh, always working. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize that. that um, okay. Uh, I'm going to back up now. But your dad's like still pretty active in your guy's life or no? Yeah, he is. We have a new sibling. Okay. So my dad is now eight children. And so he <laughs> works out of town. So he's like constantly leaving. But I live with my mom and brother and uncle. <laughs> nice. It's a fun bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I um I got your I got your brother to sign a um to sign my petition the other day. I was over in the neighborhood and I was just like, "Hey man, like I'm, I'm over here. Can you, you are you at home real quick?" He like came out. I was like, "Ah, he's not happy with me right now. Like, <laughs> he's he's unimpressed with <laughs> with somebody interrupting the middle of his day." <laughs> He's unimpressed with literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, so, so you are? Are you both like? Are you like both simultaneously the prodigy kids? Yeah. Like, is it? Is it something that like pisses him off that it's like he has competition in the world of being the prodigy Only kid when it comes to catching? <laughs> because we both like. I have always loved football. So is he. He got to play because he's male. Uh huh. I only got to play flag football. And so he was one that taught me how to catch. 
and throw a football because like they put me as quarterback uh-huh. <laughs> for flag football league. And he claims I stole his ability to catch any ball. I am also a softball player. I should have said that as well. So <laughs> I never drop a ball. That is my thing too. I ever since like I learned how to catch, I've never dropped a ball ever. Um, coaches would literally tell their girls, they'd warn them, be like, do not throw it to number four or do not hit to number four because you're going to get out. Like, And then they still do and then they get out and their coach is mad and I'm just like, I was trained how to catch, literally had a, my hand, my left hand, tied behind my back. You're supposed to catch with both hands, but my mom's ex-boyfriend was like, no, you need to learn how to catch in all situations. <laughs> so, like, if one hand's tied behind your back, you're trying to catch a ball, you get really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's mad at me about that. Oh, also, wrestling, you know how siblings play fight? I can't ever play fight him again because – I wrestled. He was like, you were an educated, violent person. You were taught moves. You know how to execute him. Because we were play fighting one time. I sat him down so fast. He didn't even realize it until I backed up. And he was like, yeah, that's it. So when it comes to music, though, we're both very musically talented. Except he stole my guitar when we were six years old. And so I feel like I could be a really good guitarist <laughs> had he not stolen my guitar. Uh, I feel like I feel like I should have him on. I feel like I should just have him come in and I don't care if tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Just have him come in tomorrow and just like cut a refuting podcast. Like I'll publish this tonight. He'll <laughs> yes. be pissed off and in here tomorrow yes. going, let me tell you about my sister <laughs> and my feelings on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I've messed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean we collaborate some Sometimes you do a lot of collaborative thing because I'm more of the singer. I taught him how to. Well, he like was a singer himself, mm-hmm. always has been. But I trained him a little bit more vocally, so he has a singing thing in the bag. But when it comes to like instruments, I feel like for him it comes a lot more naturally, and I'm a little jealous of that. But I have the. I feel like my vocal talent and my saxophone skills makes up for it because, like, you could put a saxophone on anything. <laughs> Can't really put a drum set in classical music. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, this is so good. Good this sibling is... rivalry. It's very healthy. It's very healthy. <laughs> yeah, like, was it always yourselves pushing each other when you were kids to like do all this stuff? Were you just always wanted to do this stuff, so it was just kind of nice to have somebody there, or was it like adult-driven yeah. people being like, "Do this, do that"? Um, I would like to say my mom loved to let us do whatever we want. You know, because she came from a strict parenting. So as far as me and Taj goes, my mom kind of just, like, let us do whatever. So when I was like, I want to play the guitar, my mom bought me a guitar. When I was like, I want to play the violin, my grandma bought me a violin. That's kind of how that goes. Like, my brother got his first drum set when he was, like, three like, we kind of just get things, you know, if we want to uh-huh. do it. They let us try it. If we're bad at it, we quit it, and then that's that. <laughs> but um, The difference between you guys, though, is you actually got good at a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. I remember wanting to try a lot of stuff as a kid, and my parents bought me a lot of stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. Only child, that all that bullshit. Like, the... But I was never good at stuff, so... 
<laughs> yeah, <You know. laughs> we we like if we're if we love doing it, we're gonna keep doing it, obviously. Yeah, and we're gonna get good at it. I mean, I'd hate to like not you know try something and then do it for years and still be bad. That's kind of a waste of lots of money. <laughs> and was time. Just respect for whoever bought you something. <laughs> Being like, listen, I'm just gonna keep up with this because if I don't, shame on me for all that right. effort. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I think like my brother and I, like I said, we're very collaborative. So I get to hear all my brother's creations. My brother gets to hear all of my creations. Or my brother will be like, let me edit this for you. And I'm like, thanks. You know, <laughs> it's it's a fun time. You know, we have like we do have the good sibling rivalry, but we're also each other's biggest fan. I made a stan account for his old band. <laughs> Does he know that, it was, that you made a stan account? For he his didn't at first, but then he realized very quickly it was me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> the memes were just a little too spot on. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Uh, spot on, like, this interview is going to be spot on for episode 26 of the WTF Carbondale podcast, the podcast where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives, and we tie it all back together with this little old place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois, Jasmine Taylor, an interesting hey. person, <clears throat> Carbondale Hi. to the core. Yes, born and raised <laughs> on the playground where I spent most of my day. <laughs> Attic's Park, a good place. <laughs> oh, man. How uh, how much time did you spend at the park as a kid? A lot. A lot of time. Um, one of my earliest childhood stories that my mom taught me, how she knew I would be a very independent child. Um, I love the swings. I still love the swings to this day. <laughs> They're literally my favorite park activity. And so I was on the swings one day, and it, I think we were there for hours. My mom told me it's time to go. And it, and I was like, no, I'm playing on the swings. I want to be on the swings. <laughs> and so she was like, okay, if you don't get off, I'm leaving you. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. So I stayed on the swings. My family got in the car, drove around the block to me still on the swings, swinging. <laughs> like, I will spend hours at the park. Because, you know, back in the day, we didn't have technology i say back in the day like i wasn't born in 1999 <laughs> anyway <laughs> we still played outside you know <laughs> so it was either my, the front of my house or the park and the park was like down the street <laughs> so i loved going to the park it was my favorite thing ever and Attic's Park was like popping back then, in my opinion. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all the kid, like the neighborhood. I mean, they still do go outside, but like when I was growing up, there's a lot of people outside all the time walking at the park. You always had the neighborhood kids running around everywhere. It was a fun time. I enjoyed the park being outside. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my god i was i was never an outside kid so i like i literally really? like i like i woods behind the house like mm -hmm. you know walking distance to the super block mm -hmm. blah 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 and like just psh. that's crazy man because that like is carbondale like carbondale is outside yeah no like literally um i remember when they tried to recruit me at siu 
like I haven't lived here all these years. <laughs> On the postcards, all of them had like outdoor things, outdoor activities you can do, go in a giant city. And I'm just like, giant city is like a good 20 minutes away. But sure, you know, put that on a postcard. That's fine. But yeah, like, Carbondale is a very outdoor place. Like, I'm just used to people being outside. So, like, around 2010 or so when technology got really big, you weren't seeing kids outside like that anymore. Yeah. Really people outside like that. And it's a little weird. I mean, I still see it in my neighborhood. Yeah. You know, now, honestly, it was really bad more now that COVID hit. There were a lot more people outside. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, I got to get out of my house. Exactly. I got to go. I got to go outside. Exactly. You know, I grew up like with bikes and stuff. You know, I learned very early on how to ride a bike. I think by five years old, I had the training wheels off because I was cool like that. Are you going to be out here now and be like, oh, my brother and I used to have wheelie competitions and turns out I'm a pro BMX or two. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we did a lot of things. Like, outside was our thing, you know. Um, our driveway had a nice natural line in it from cracking and erosion mm -hmm. and we had basketballs that's the one sport i suck at but we'd play four square with it because our drives driveway just kind of did it like, <laughs> you know i just yeah yeah carbondale's really outside thing and i was an outside kind of kid you know that's great yeah this <laughs> is is wesleyan did i say it right Close. Well, yeah. So, Wesleyan. No, you, like, you didn't, but you did. <laughs> you, you know, you were close. You're better. Wes, Wesleyan. 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 Yes. Wesleyan. Yes. Wesleyan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Saying it too many times. So, is it? Uh, is it also a, a? Is is there any? Is there any like similarities in the outdoorsness of that college? Oh, absolutely. Wesleyan is an arboretum. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we have all kinds of species of trees um, on campus. And so it's a very outdoorsy place. They literally put on the list for what to bring to college, lawn chairs and <laughs> uh, like picnic blankets and stuff like that because people like to be outside. It's very flat-ish kind of. Mm -hmm quad we have so there's a lot of places to sit outside you'll be walking down the quad you'll see people in hammocks you know that was kind of one of the things i why i chose that school because uh -huh. i love nature and i love outside and the environment was really pretty so i was like oh you know i'll see all kinds of people walking on the quad it'll be so cute <laughs> you know th the the real reasons to choose college seeing people outside who uh, who did I interview? It was Wes Storger. That's a cool and I think name. that's the first time that I pronounced his name correctly. So <laughs> he is he's he's one of the like I, I don't know, he does he does he does something with the university museum. Mm -hmm. And like in his podcast, he was like, I came here and I just kind of snuck off from the tour and walked around uh what was like Boomer and Allen back in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, on on campus over over by the 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 quads and it was uh, and he was like man I just I fell in love he was like that's it and it's like that's 
why people go to college. Like, sure, there's going to be a network and sure there's going to be, yeah. you know, class and whatever else. But shit, man, like people go because like, oh, they feel like that's the experience I want to have. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a bad environment going to college. You want to go somewhere where you know for a fact you're going to be in, in your room all day. Yeah. That kind of suck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and now you're like, and now that I'm stuck in my room all day. Well... <laughs> 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 I honestly wish I could say I've been stuck in my room all day. You know, even with the pandemic, I still work two jobs. So I was out of my room way more than I would have liked to be out of my room, <laughs> given that we were in a pandemic. Because yeah. um, my, my late night job, I worked at a restaurant called Tommy's. Okay. And we didn't close until 10, didn't really get out until 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So if my first class is 9 p.m., I'm out my room <laughs> yeah. for about 12 hours of my day, you know. And I'm a hermit, actually. I love being inside, love being cradled in my house and in my <laughs> room. <laughs> so this semester, I didn't really get to do that a lot. You know, and it's weird. It was really weird. So I'm glad to be home where I can do that. <laughs> you, where you feel like, you know, like the where you just get to fuck it. I'm 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 here. I'm in like. Yes, <laughs> that is me. I am so that person. Like, I love being outside, but like not for a very long time mm -hmm. unless it's on my own terms. Like if I can be outside on my own terms, I could be outside all day. No problem. <laughs> There a few summers ago when I really wasn't doing anything. I just sit outside my house for five hours of a day, just chilling there, watching, you know, little animals and people go by. I love people watching too. Yeah. But if I'm forced to be outside my house, I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I would say <laughs> I'm an ambivert in that regard, that I love being inside. I'm uh, not really that, wait, say that word again. Ambivert. <laughs> Big words. All right, so is like, does that mean somebody who likes to be inside? Is that? Well, that's like a mix between introvert and extroverted. Oh. Yeah, kind of like omnivert. I don't really know the difference between the two words. I'll okay. look it up someday. I don't right. know. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you should, we're just, we're just going to walk over people's head on the podcast. No big deal. We're just gonna, right. No. <laughs> yeah. Someone will Google it. And drop the, it in the and comments. The word, and the word of the podcast is, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start being yes. like, that's the word of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. My impact. <laughs> 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 I need I need like a bit. I need like just one good bit for the podcast. Like that's what it's missing. Yes. It's got a it's got a solid, it's got a good intro. Yes. Um it's got a a good like you know, middle middle section. It's got a good outro. It's got like a good progression through the mm -hmm. content, but it doesn't have like a kitschy gimmick in the middle of it. Yeah. You need a word of the day. That's starting it now. Jasmine Taylor tokened it. Word of the day. <laughs> I'm going to uh, now I'm going to have to figure out like okay, how do I how do I like bust out a graphic real fast? <laughs> here like how do I boom, 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 boom. Okay, cool. We got the graphic. Yes. And now here's the word. I've got a little section for it right here like on the bottom what is yeah, well, yeah, the bottom right hand corner mm -hmm. of the screen. So Or you that, could put it like SpongeBob in that episode with imagination. <laughs> word of the day. <laughs> I don't know how skilled you are. I'm with not, graphics. but I but I know people. 
I know people. And there's a lot of Creative Commons stuff out there. I'm sure I can just Google hand rainbow clip art. Oh, absolutely you can. <laughs> <laughs> there will be something out there to suffice the need. Yes, I love clip art. That's Throw it into Canva. <laughs> boom. Canva, clip art. That's a good duo right there. <laughs> That's, I, don't, I don't know how to graphic design any other way. I don't either, you know, and I wish I could say I could. If you look at, like, um, at school, I'm on a lot of exec boards often making posters for things. People are like, oh, this is so cute. And I'm like, Canva. Canva. Just change one color, original design. Yep, that's it. It's, it's It's that easy. It's like... And no, you never, you don't know when somebody uses something with Canva. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. You can see it and you'd be like, that looks nice. Does it look familiar? I don't know. Because, no. you know, oh, if I'm going to do the fadeaway in the background and I've right. picked out this background, whatever, if I throw in a different background color, all of a sudden now it goes from like blue to purple. And exactly. now I've got an orange hue in the upper corner and nobody knows yes. any different. My favorite thing is the gradient it does. Mm-hmm. And then making it transparent. It's my favorite thing ever. If you look at anything I've ever designed, you will see it and know I did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the I think that, that applying opacity to something is like the easiest way to get whatever you want to pop to pop mm-hmm. while still like encompassing the theme that you want to encompass. Absolutely. Yes, this is graphic design with Jasmine and Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Do not take any of this advice (laughs) (laughs) to heart we are not the professionals if you want a bare minimum design there you go that's solid (laughs) advice (laughs) i'm glad it works for other people though like i mean this is there's there's like a whole i feel like there's a whole collection like tens of thousands of people across the country maybe across the world Mm -hmm. in the hundreds of thousands that are all like canva semi-professionals like yeah that have the pro version and everything do you have the pro version i do not okay i, honestly, I was like woohoo la di da no i i think i bought the pro version as a free trial for uh-huh. my um school's job because like okay, so I'm a I'm a YouTuber kind of barely can't even really call myself that. Listen, I just, if you're posting to YouTube, which right, you are, I have a channel. There you go. Plug I'm the channel. Content is it often? No, but it's a thing. <laughs> and so I got pretty good at maneuvering around YouTube, uh-huh. and especially doing live videos and like making thumbnails and channel art. I think I got pretty solid at that. Uh-huh. So. I told my job because, you know, with everything being online now, they're wanting to do virtual things more often. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted a YouTube channel, so I was like, I Pay have me. those no. skills. <laughs> well, I mean, they technically are. You know, right. like, I get paid by them anyway. I'm the manager. So. All right, all right, all right. So, yeah, so... I made the YouTube channel, all the channel art, and there was one effect that I really wanted, and I'm like... I have to have the pro version to do this. And so I just pressed free trial and did it. I hope I canceled it now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think I canceled that. Oh, well. Oh, well. That school has money. (laughs) (laughs) It's not mine. It's not coming out of me. They're not missing the $5.99 a month or whatever it is. they're not at all. (laughs) It's good. That's healthy. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I I need... 
that's that's another thing that I'm missing. I don't do I don't do really well. So like I could probably do more in the description. Like I could link to Anchor and like mm-hmm. link to YouTube from Facebook and link to Facebook mm-hmm. from YouTube and blah 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 blah. <laughs> I also like I'm real like I'm big on like the minimalist thing. Like why why put any more bullshit in there than there needs to be? And I'm sorry Same. I cuss on this podcast. Oh. I don't mean to like muddy your nice, wholesome, wonderful <laughs> podcast with all of my awful um awful words but the um the yeah i i just like that's why we start off the podcast in conversation that's why there's like no slowing down to get to Mm -hmm. like payoffs and i like i think through like okay well would i want to put like all this links and be like subscribe and look at this and blah 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 and i'm like no, I just make good content and exactly. I didn't really have an outro until my friend got tired of watching my videos without an outro. Uh-huh. She would just constantly comment, "You need an outro. You need an outro." So what's your outro now? She made it, um, and it's just like this purple disco ball looking thing with me being. I think I am a meme. I. I pretty much act like a meme. And so there's just like me in one video doing this. And so she just has that on the loop. Me on this purple gradient disco ball looking background. And it says, thanks for watching, like, and subscribe. That's enough for me, you know? Same with my descriptions. Like it's usually like, hi guys, in this video I'm doing this. Enjoy, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, or maybe not. And that's it. That's all you need to say. Why put more words than you need to? That's how I feel in everything. Why use more words than you need to? <laughs> well, that's that's almost like the command that you have mm-hmm. over your time and over your life and how you're able to achieve and do an abundance of things mm-hmm. while still like somehow maintaining sanity and like and like being mm-hmm. capable at the multitude of things that you do. It's like you are you were saying, I'm going to do what I have to do here, and I'm not going to drag myself down with all the like, you know, mental sludge that could go along with it by tying myself up in this too much. Like, am mm-hmm. I getting the job done? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is the job done? Yes. Okay, I'm moving on. Exactly. Exactly. That's kind of how I became in like my high school years, you know, because trauma. But (laughs) 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 I would like, I definitely am like the perfectionist overachiever. But then halfway through high school, I'm just like, is the job done? Yes. Is it good? Probably not, but it's done and I'm going to get my points. (laughs) And that's kind of what I've carried on into life and into jobs. You know, all my bosses apologizing for saying that out loud. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I mean, the difference is like when you when you put out work that is still above that of your peers. Right. Right. So it's like, who cares? It may be to your standards, not uh, what it would have been if I had put in a dozen more hours but at the same time it's also Mm -hmm. like well these five other people weren't going to do this that good so yeah i've noticed i've gotten a little too good at bsing my way through things though and this came when that's part of being an adult well (laughs) (laughs) but um we had to do i was in research methods for psychology Mm -hmm. last semester and we had this gigantic lab report we had to do. Obviously, it's a research methods class. And um, we had a rough draft due. I turned it in. It was like, I think I did it like the morning it was due. 
Nice. Maybe, maybe the night before, but the morning it was due, I remember working very hard on it and turning it in at four o'clock and I got my grade back and it had a little note on it and it said, this paper is really great. You should go to grad school for psychology. You have really good thoughts. And I'm just like, this is grad school level work to you? Yeah. Imagine if I actually spent like more time on that. What would she say? Get a doctorate in psychology? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I, you, she gave me too much power mm -hmm. with that grade. <laughs> So now I know, and then like to um, my jazz history class, we were talking about that earlier. We had to do listening papers where we just got to listen to any jazz song, make comment on it, turn it in. By Thursday, 10 o'clock, I would literally do it the 30 minutes before work and turn it in, get 100%, and I'm just like, I'm creating bad habits, but it's only because I know I'm good at it. <laughs> but like... Are they bad habits if they're good what you do? Good point. Exactly. <laughs> like, here's the deal. I was a C's and D's make degrees student. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I didn't have near as much stuff to do as you were doing. I, like... Yeah. I, and I was at SIU, not Wesleyan. Wesleyan. That's true. What was, was your major? Uh, speech comm. Oh, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was really... I was really... been. To, here's the deal. Speech communication mm -hmm. is probably, or or whatever the communication studies they would call it now, was a top-notch program to go through to craft a better sense of self in the world around you. Yeah. But as far as, like, technical, like, what a STEM course of study mm -hmm. does to you, it's it's a completely different world of oh, developing absolutely. knowledge. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know... Going, being, I'm a neuroscience major. Behavioral is my concentration. I was a biology major. Had to get out of there. Had to get out of there. <laughs> the natural sciences, I decided, were not for me, you mm -hmm. know? And that's fine. We find ourselves in college. That's okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, they just beat you up. Literally, they'll be like, this is a weed out class. And they say that for every class. And I'm just like... When do I get weeded out? Right. Like, do you not want me to be in this major? Do you not want scientists in the world anymore? Because we can stop here. That's But fine. science is hard, yo. Science is so hard for no reason, too. You know how you're talking about communication? I feel like that is the one skill every scientist needs, and especially they, to and, brush up on. And they, and they don't have, and you're not wrong mm -hmm. there, right? I mean, there's a reason why something that is... Mm -hmm. A communication platform, but developed by data scientists, mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, exactly, Twitter. I'm getting a certificate in that, by the way. <laughs> You're getting a certificate in digital literacy of some in sort? In data or? science. Data science, okay. Yeah, very excited about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th I mean, is, is that like one of the very first things that you can like get your hands on in this degree track that is like a paper, like, hey, I can put this on my wall type of thing? I feel like it could be just because of, like, we live in a very, very big world of technology now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like especially having my psych background with data science for mm -hmm. these social media platforms, for instance, like, they're constantly going to know what, like, stuff about their consumers. And mm -hmm. so obviously, like, with me being, having that research background in psychology, I basically know exactly what, 
to test for what kind of data these people are looking for. And then going through my data science courses and my data analysis courses, like I'm learning how to get that data. So I could work for Google. We never know. Yeah. I could. They pay a lot. But yeah, um, going back on the communication thing, though, like I have to read because I'm a science major, lots of papers, lots of case studies. And scientists in this states back to ancient history, too. They like to sound smart, too <laughs> smart for their own good. And I'm totally that kid in class that I'm like, I have no idea what this means. And my professor explains it. I'm like, OK, why didn't they just say that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? That's a big thing with scientists, or really just elitists in general. People who are too high up here like to sound too good. And I'm just like, take a speech class, dude. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. That, that, I mean, that's the type of thing that makes you personally so valuable to any number of folks in industry. Mm -hmm. It is that blend of like soft personal skills and like, hard science skills that yeah. blend together in a very presentable manner. It's like, I can, I can consume it, digest it, process it, regurgitate it, mm -hmm. reconstitute it mm -hmm. and serve it back again. And there are, there are so many things in that. Yeah. Right? Like Dr. Fauci is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. Like, you could be a psychological Dr. Fauci. I could. I totally could. You know, that is a really good skill to have, being able to take this, like, very, very hard piece of literature and then being able to toss it back at you like we're having a regular conversation. That's honestly a cool skill I've picked up, especially being in my research methods class, too, you know? It's really good. I've noticed at Wesleyan a problem with the students there. A lot of them are very much so book smart mm -hmm. and not even really book smart. I just shaded like that entire campus. Apologies to all of you. But anyway, <laughs> but like they're so book smart. They're really good at school. But then they come to my restaurant and they can barely read my menu or order food. And I'm just like something's got to happen we have to have a class on how to function in what the do you world mean world. they can't read your menu they they don't read college students they don't read and we have to re i feel like it's because we have to read so much you know in our schooling but i make so many pretty signs that i hang up that are like you can get pizza and a drink for a meal swipe. Or you can get moss sticks and french fries and a drink. And that'll be a combo meal too. But then people come up and be like, can I have moss sticks as a side? And I'm like, this sign in pretty red letters with bold says you cannot do that. And yet they're like, oh, I didn't read it. And I'm just like... I spent so oh. much time in Canva on this. Here's here's what I will argue on the other side of that, and mm -hmm. feel free to disagree with me, and let's have a debate about it. Oh, my gosh. The, okay. the world of messaging that we are mm -hmm. saturated in is destructive, mm -hmm. not just to, like, our attention spans, but, like, our willingness to be attentive, right? Like, That's really good. Yeah, I, you know, I, and it, I'm, I'm a marketing guy. Like, this is what I do. My <laughs> yeah. job is to get people's freaking attention. Yeah. But... Like, I also understand that on the other side of this, it's like, you know, 
the difference between how many messages we receive now between driving down the road and looking in our phones and watching TV and, Mm -hmm. you know, flipping through a magazine or whatever else it may be versus 20 years ago Mm -hmm. where it was like, okay, there's a little bit of radio here. There's a little bit of television here. There's a newspaper there. There's a billboard, whatever. But it's like, you know, probably gone from two or 3000 messages that we may encounter in a given day to like 20,000. And yeah, that exponential growth has done something to the general human psyche. Like mm-hmm. as society, society to society, because it doesn't affect every society in the same exact way because everybody's spacing is different. And I mean, think about countries where there may have not been nearly the same kind of like voracious attack of marketing messages through radio mm-hmm. and television and billboards and whatever um, that skips that phase of late stage capitalism and jumps right into <laughs> the cell phone. Right. And I, I just, I, I don't, I've, I've gone, go, going down like a bigger rabbit hole and just like opening up a bunch of avenues to hand over to you and let you go whichever direction you want. But it's like, no, but like you brought up a really good point. And that reminded me of another psych assignment we had to do, you nice. know, we, my, my, my professors, they love making us do assignments. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> we had to make a, because we had to do a stress management project. Uh-huh. And so she made us try a new stress management thing. I tried meditation. That was fun while it lasted. Um, she decided to put it during midterms. Awful time. It was horrible, <laughs> caused way more stress than we were supposed to be managing. But we had to make a PSA kind of like we had the choice to do social media posts, um, digital slide that would go on the TV monitors mm-hmm. in around school because we have those up or like posters and stuff. And lots of them had lots of text on them because we got to review them as class. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was like, now, realistically speaking, I'm a busy person. Yeah. I'm going. So I'm going to make this in Canva. No, I'm just. <laughs> well, I did make it in Canva. <laughs> That's three for three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to scroll through the back end of your Canva account and just see the oh plethora God. of. I will. I, I honestly will submit it to you. And if you can edit it in here, <laughs> just to scroll through my Canva. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have that kind of capacity. But oh if we need gosh. to link off to your Canva account. Yeah, we'll your... link it in the description below. But yeah, so I made mine in Canva. And I was just thinking, like, as a busy person, I'm moving a lot. I'm not going to really look at the bulletin boards mm-hmm. unless something is really catching my eye. And then I'm also not going to have time to sit and read your entire poster or flyer if it has gigantic paragraphs on it so i went in canva and i was like okay blue is a calming color stress management got it then i made the words bright neon green yellow and pink i put a figure of a girl listening to music like doing like this you know meditation things and it probably had like it said i think are you feeling stress try meditation Check out for five minutes. I don't know how many words that is. <laughs> counting them right now, but it's barely. That's eleven if you count. See, not a lot of words. A, yeah. Not a lot of words. And no. so, when we were reviewing it, all my classmates were like, "Oh, that caught my eye. I got what you were talking about real fast." And I'm like, "See, because I know you guys. You're not gonna read these posters. You literally made yourself." <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, you know, I'm pretty good at understanding people, I would say. I like, I'm very observant person. I kind of know what the general person is like. And that is why I'm a psychology major. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, are you going to take up the, the thought of grad school and like going the next stage? I mean, whether it's, whether it's pursuing a law degree or something further in psychology and the, in the uh, actual like medical side of things, if you go into like the business side of psychology, mm -hmm. like, are you, are you tracking any direction right now? Yeah, I'm hopefully going to go into the medical side of okay. things. Um, my whole thing. Oh God, that was disgusting. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Barely even heard it up here. Probably didn't even pick up on the microphone. Oh, We're going to hear well. it back. It's going to sound like a lion roll. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I really like helping people. So I'm trying to go the mental health route because, you know, I feel like, if you're not good up here, you're well in your brain because I forget this is a podcast. People listen to it. Um, if you're not good in your mind, the mind is a powerful place. The brain ha holds a lot of power. You're not going to really be good anywhere else. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of where I want to gear my career. I want to work with children mainly, but I think I want to do family practice as well. Mm -hmm. My whole big goal is to have a big medical center or like mental health center and I want to have like music therapy, art therapy, holistic medicine, psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, light therapy, like all the therapies you could possibly get mm -hmm. because I want people to be able to feel better in the way that works for them. I don't really like medicine for mental health unless it like really, really needs it. Yeah. But I just want to provide something that can help people in a nice, good way that works for them so they don't have to fall back on big pharma, <clears throat> you know? You know, it is it is scary to me mm -hmm. the, the amount of, what's the word I'm looking for here? Just how how much we put into the use of medicine to yeah. fix things that are really like yeah. an environmental like exactly because um i myself struggled really bad with mental health like my first year or so in college and they kept trying to prescribe me zoloft and xanax and all this stuff and i'm just like no i'm not taking that <laughs> i don't like medicine anyway i suck at taking medicine mm -hmm. I'm like a baby when it comes to that kind of stuff. So if I can avoid it, I will. And so that's kind of like what I want to do. That's kind of why I like want to make my practice like that. Because mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of my friends that are on these medicines and I'm just like, if you literally went to talk to someone or if you literally meditated for a good couple of seconds or you ate differently, or you drink water a little bit more, you'd feel way better than any medicine will ever make you feel. Mm -hmm. um, and two, back in when I was little, I used to have seizures, and my mom said that medicine zombified me. And what she was just, that? What was that word again? Zombified. Oh, I zombified. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was like, did you just? I was like, another word that I gotta ask you to. Yeah, dropping to me. my vocabulary. It's I feel okay. like it's a bunch of made up words that people just kind of roll with. <laughs> sometimes. It works. It works. Yeah, and <laughs> so I just like you know, like I've seen that with my friends too. Like they're on drugs that make them behave in ways that aren't them. Mm -hmm. So I I you know I don't I just try to stay away from medicine. 
how do and, you make how do you make something like what you want to do accessible financially to people? Like what I mean, have you have you kind of looked at the I mean that side, you know, the actual business side yeah. of these type of things. I don't don't let me get you down. You're like, oh, oh god, no, no. <laughs> no, I totally have a little bit, and then I also haven't either because there's the whole being a private practice. That's just going to be a lot of money mm-hmm. in itself, too. And then I'm like, if I'm gonna have to have people working for me, I'd have to pay them. Yeah. And a lot of practices they work out of a hospital, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Just because, you know, I don't want to be controlled by the government. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, I haven't thought too deeply into it yet. I kind of have a little bit. Um, I know I want to build my practice out of container homes. I do know that much. So I need to connect you with somebody who's doing something really cool. Uh, Her name is Janelle. She was a working on either her master's or Ph.D., when I was an undergrad um, and she now is, is like one of the first like container made like tiny home. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you can, it's almost like buying half a shipping container that is mobile that you can literally like move city to city and they'll just like slot you into this apartment complex where like your little like crate home just fits in. I love that. I love things like that. I love tiny homes, container homes, anything that isn't made from like wood or something from the ground up. I'm just like, yeah, man, let's do it. (laughs) Because, um, two, I don't really want to be married or have a family. That might change. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, that'd be cute. But I, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I got shit to do, man. (laughs) Right. I'm a busy person. I'm constantly moving around, you know? Having to worry about kids and a spouse with that, crazy. (laughs) And so if I'm going to be me by myself, I don't really need, like, a gigantic home. So I'm just like, I could just take a shipping container, make a tiny house, put it on some wheels, Mm -hmm. park it somewhere. If I'm not vibing with that place, I could easily hook it up to my car and bounce. Like, you know, I love homes like that. And they're so eco-friendly, too, and sustainable to keep up with. And I heard, depending on how big the home is, you don't have to pay pa- property tax. Well, I mean, if you're if you're literally just on a trailer, <clears throat> like there's, you're you've got mm-hmm. a use tax or you've got the trailer registration or whatever else. But if you don't actually like, if you aren't parked on physical land which mm-hmm. you own, you're good. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a really good plan. It's a really solid plan. I love things like that, and so. With my practice, I want it to also look really cool. Because, like, if I'm going to be working with kids mainly, I want them to come somewhere where they're like, that place looks cool and fun. Yeah. I want to do that, too. That's also going to cost a lot of money. Honestly, gave me a good point to, like, (laughs) (laughs) You're like, thanks for just bringing these dreams down and do a little. But here's here's the deal. There's there's nothing stopping you from. I mean, by by the time you run through a master's degree, mm-hmm. I mean you're not quite 21 yet. You'll be 21 when you have a when you have your bachelor's, right? Which puts a master's within reach I'll be by 21 in like three weeks. <laughs> but like you'll be, but like which? Oh well, no. So you'll be 22 when you get your bachelor's. Sorry. Yeah, I should I be can't 21 when I graduate. My bad. Um, so you'll be you'll be 22 when you get your bachelor's. Tag on another two or three years for your master's. Mm-hmm. That gets you to 25. You're 25 to 
30 working and building a bank off of somebody else until mm-hmm. you feel comfortable enough that you're like, let me go spread my wings and fly. And then you're right. 30, 31 and you're as old as I am. And, uh, I'm broken credit card debt right now. So <laughs> let me tell you, uh, going your direction, I think is much more yeah, <laughs> risk averse like, than what I've done. I feel like I have good career goals. It's just like getting those places and getting them done, especially um, with the data science thing too. <clears throat> and like with neuroscience and psychology as well, those careers are in demand and they're mm-hmm. going to be in demand. They're going to be raising in demand. Yeah. You know, they're not seeing any declines anytime soon. So I feel like I'm putting myself in a good place. By the time I'm starting my career, I should be fine. And then with data science, I can just work at Google for a couple years and put that in savings until I need to, like, start my business. I also got to start getting credit, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Credit's credit's a thing. Credit's a thing. I forget um... about that all the time. I still don't really get it. I took a class on that stuff. The The teacher was absent the entire time. We had a sub like every day. <laughs> so I don't really know much about credit. <laughs> was this uh, was this high school or college? This was high school. What was the yeah. class? Uh Oh, I forget what the class was called. It was something tech. Okay. And they basically walked us through making resumes, cover letters, mm-hmm. um, going on career sites, um, what like checks is and budgeting. And um, they like we were supposed to learn credit and debit and also paying taxes, stuff like that. Like that, uh, I think I was sophomore. So I would have been 16 years uh-huh. old. I didn't really care about it then, <laughs> so because I wasn't working yet, I didn't have a car yeah. yet, I didn't have to pay bills yet or anything, you know. So like taking it then, I'm just like, okay, whatever, fine. <laughs> It'll come up later, and that's cool. And it it has, but I haven't really thought too much about it. So the the credit thing's interesting, and I and I and I have like outside of my my credit utilization, I have really strong credit like so much so that i was able to finance a mortgage by myself at 25 like oh, that was wow. that was like cool now i the only reason i was able to do that was because when my grandpa died like i had a quarter of the estate so like i had mm-hmm. a 25 percent down payment which helped like it's the only way yeah. millennials and gen z are gonna get anything like people have to <laughs> oh, die God. for you to get oh, my anything <laughs> it's kind of disappointing but oh. it's also like cool thanks for just like this tiny slice of legacy that'll help me <laughs> raise the next generation uh, anywho so the the whole thing with credit is you you've got you've got a blend of a, a handful of different things right the length of credit like mm-hmm. your credit lifespan which is something that literally you don't get good marks for until you've had credit for like 15 or 20 years so it's like the the deck's already stacked against you mm-hmm. whether you're good at managing your own finances or not excuse me like simply by virtue of not existing on this earth as long as other people <laughs> screw you man <laughs> the the actual overall amount of credit that you have so like you get some credit you use that credit you show that you can use that credit well you get more credit and then it's like you have to use more credit like it's the bullshit pyramid scheme of like if you want credit you got to use credit yeah. but if you want to use credit you got to pay credit off unless you just want to go into debt and then haha now we got gotcha. you 
Exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> I've like heard all those people that are like, buy coffee on credit, then pay it off immediately. Or they're yeah. like, pay your phone bill on credit and then pay it off imme- yeah. immediately. No, that's, I mean, that's legitimately what you need to be doing. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, I could totally start doing that. And then I have other priorities in my life that I'm like, oh, I'm getting older, haven't done this yet. <laughs> Who do you, do you bank with anybody in town? SIU Credit Union. I'm going to hook you up with my guy. Oh, my God. Okay. I love that. We have so many connections. Yeah. We've made so many connections. Yeah, no, so we're, and you're, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna like this dude. He's good people. He's from Heron, but that's okay. We'll forgive him. <laughs> yeah. No, he, but, but, like, legitimately, the credit union is a really good place to get, like, your first, like, credit card. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you'll get a reasonable interest rate. You'll probably get a limit of five hundred or a thousand dollars, nothing mm-hmm. crazy, but like enough that you can like do something with, um, you know. And it's already a bank that you're established through, so like there's a lot of things to do there. That opens you up to the the next phase. Like so, banking is also like a relationship thing, or like credit can yeah. be a relationship thing. It's not always that way anymore, mm-hmm. but because I like have a good relationship with my people that I work with at SIU Credit Union, have been working with them since I was like literally. 15 years now like that's mm-hmm. more uh, just a small amount more leeway than being joe blow off the street with here's my credit score mm-hmm. so like you do that and then like okay if you want to go buy a car like go buy an inexpensive car two or three thousand dollars something that you'll only pay on for 12 or 24 months pay that off real fast boom now you've got like a bigger chunk of credit and it just kind of steps up yeah. over time yeah um you know the other the other thing is if if um, if your mom's cool with like co-signing on you for things like that is also a thing that you gotta do is like build off of other people's credit, whoever's willing to do it. Like when they, when, when I was going to buy my house, uh, and like, I just, I dealt with like the one person at SIU credit union at that time that didn't think I was a valid consumer anyway. It was weird. It was weird to be like really looked down on for being young and trying to buy something. I it was an interesting yeah, experience that I hadn't no. had before. Um, but the um, use your brain, Nathan. Oh yeah, but they were like, <laughs> yeah, you, you use your grandma as a co-signer. This, that, the other, and like so that's what I did. And like they wouldn't move forward until I prepared all my grandma stuff, even though I was like, just run me by mm-hmm. myself. And they ran me by myself. They're like, oh, you are approved. Here you go. Right. Yeah. See, I feel like with things like that, they put you through so many hoops that you don't need to be jumping through. Well, there's the other side of it that like the 2008 financial crisis, like the reason why a lot of these things are even in place now is because fraud. Yeah. So there's, there is, there is another side to it as to like why to jump through so many hoops anymore now. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy. But I just wanted to bring back. It's so funny that we do that to our, neighboring town friends (laughs) (laughs) i remember we had a new girl come into the band in high school and uh me being a senior i had to give her a tour oh Uh i was also a freshman mentor i forgot about that so that's probably why i gave her a tour (laughs) (laughs) i was probably like obligated to do it yeah so i gave her a tour and she was from heron and so Um, I presented her to the band because Greg Townsend loves to meet new people. He Uh loves doing that, loves, like, putting you on the spot like that. And so I put her up on the podium, and I was like, tell everyone where you're from. And she goes, I'm from Heron. And, you know, got 
the response got the booze. Oh, <laughs> the no. And we were like, sorry, sorry, it's fine. <laughs> it's just, you came to Carbondale. That's what you got. Heron's <laughs> <laughs> not even like, like if they come from Murfreesboro or even like oh, Marion, yeah. I would have got, but it was like Heron. Oh, no. Yeah, well, because still with band, we're still right. Like, we're oh, playing yeah, these okay. people. Right, the you band know? side of thing, yeah. These are competitors. And we're getting their strays, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired. You know? Come at me, bro. (laughs) I was totally that person in high school. Because I'm athletic. I'm a competitor. All those rivalries, I'm all for them. Like, we're playing Murphy. You're gonna lose. You know, like, Marion, too. And it carried to every sport, especially band, which was probably the weirdest thing to, like, be so competitive with marching band because Murphy wasn't even in our class. Yeah. They weren't. But we'd still be like, we scored higher than you. (laughs) And they're like, we have half your members. (laughs) (laughs) I am such the competitor. It's so funny. How how often were the um were band competitions? Like what Um, they were like my first two years every weekend we were at a band competition, but it cut down to like maybe eight or nine a season my junior and senior year, which is really weird, you know, because like we're used to performing um like we have football game Friday marching band competition that was our thing like every weekend almost that was a thing unless there was an away game and so um it cut down to like very little so you didn't really have much material to like judge others with Mm -hmm. and then especially being in marching band um shows are elaborate shows are really big and elaborate they take a lot of work there's at least three or four songs that all have their own parts to it as well and so we often didn't finish our shows until maybe like the fourth or fifth um maybe competition or like football game that passed and so when we cut down like those in half our show probably wasn't undone until the last competition music in motion and it was kind of ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) you know So, but music in motion, like, that was the competition. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's show should be done and completed and, like, top notch by then. It was my favorite competition. I would root for other schools at that competition. (laughs) (laughs) They were just that good? It was that good. Because, like, the band, Carbondale Band, like, you know us. Like, we're really, like, we're a well-respected band in the area. You know, so... We, like, had funding, good funding, but, like, there were other schools that, like, they put their all into the fine arts. Mm -hmm. And they just were better and looked better and sounded better. And we were just, we were, we accepted that, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, there was um, one school that did a Mary Poppins theme, and I still think about it to this day because um, being at Wesleyan, you know, it's the central Illinois, so I'm getting, like... A lot of feeder schools into there and so oh and also i work in the music building i oh, yeah. didn't say that at all <laughs> but i work for the main <laughs> office of the school of music and i'm around a lot of music education majors 
as well. And so they'd be going to teach at these schools. And I'm like, my band competed against them. (laughs) 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 But that's fine, I guess. (laughs) That's that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or sometimes, like, I remember Shaddy, I think, was looking for a teacher at Lewis school one year and I would be like, Hey, go teach in Carbondale. Oh, it's cool. fun down there. It's cute. It's cute. We have a lot of it's... cool people. Yeah. <laughs> Lots have of you, have you like, have you had somebody take you up on that? And like, no, uh, no, they, not yet. Hey, there's still a year and a half to go. Yeah, there. that's true. That's true. They all like sent like central Illinois, Northern Illinois, or they'll go to Missouri. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, because Missouri's real teacher friendly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness! One of my um, old coworkers taught inner city school in St. Louis, Missouri, and she would call and be like, "I just have to crack the whip so much. I have to be so hard on them." And I'm like, "Yeah, because you're teaching an inner city school in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> I don't know what you expected, and they're preschoolers too. That's the funny part." Oh God. <laughs> So they're worse. Kids are crazy. <laughs> Kids are so crazy. I would know. I mean, I was a kid one day, and then right. I also have eight siblings. <laughs> How old are all of your siblings? Oh, goodness. So big brother Taj is 22. Okay. I'm 20. I'll be 21 in a month. Um, younger brother after that is 18. Younger sister after that is 14. Um, younger sister after that is eight years old. Uh, the brother after that is seven. They're really close in age. And then <clears throat> my baby sibling is one and a newborn that was born last week. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to say to embarrass any one of them that you so choose? We've already done your brother. He's been oh. break through the mud on the front end of this. Oh, I'll embarrass my little sister, the 14-year-old, because she's going through that cringy age. Oh, so she cringy. Makes, yeah, she makes memes, makes, does edits and stuff, does TikTok dancing. Oh, no. Yeah, she literally is going through that cringy, like, teen age, and I just have to watch it. Because I was like, <laughs> that was me. This it, is what I looked like to people. Oh, no, but, but musically wasn't a thing then. Oh, no, it wasn't, but she had a musically. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but she has she has a lot more followers than me on Instagram. So I can't, you know, like, I can't judge her too much. She's doing something right. <laughs> I hear a tow truck. Where did you, did you park on the side of the building or in front, or did you? On the side of the building. Okay, cool. Yeah, not on the front. Okay. Oh, God. No, 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 no. So I, just, I was just like, who is towing? what from where right now but i was like i know that sound mm-hmm. that's a carbonell tow truck but <laughs> yeah i mean speaking of my siblings though because we talked about taj and me uh-huh. being gifted i feel like all of my siblings are very gifted children um my brother my little brother teray uh he is a gamer he makes youtube videos gaming he gets paid by youtube he has um dude what he has like thousands of subscribers. Like he is a he's a top notch guy in gaming. I've only beat him once in my life at Smash Brothers, and that was it. And I think that happened when we were like ten and eight years old. I would like to talk to him. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I will yeah. definitely hook you up. That yeah. guy is insane. I remember um I had to watch him one day while my 
um, my dad and my stepmom were like doing baby things and appointments and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at his gaming setup. Cause that's just like the YouTube life he's living. <laughs> that's yeah. No, I want, I want, I want in. I want to know what he does. I want to know what the secret is. I need yes. to know. Yes. Oh my God. Know. We'll link that in the description too. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to link any of this in the description. Good. It's, don't. It's, it's, every, everything that we've said, we're going to link in the description. It's no. all a lie. If you no. really want to see it, you're going to have to stumble around the internet yourself no. and find yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> all of you are just going to have to have really good memory. Remember this timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. Scroll we back. One hour, four minutes, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 seconds. Oh, we've been so, talking for one hour and four minutes oh yeah 17 18 yeah, 19, no, 20 it's, seconds it's been a really probably. good oh thing. i mean yeah that's what i told you my stream of consciousness we'll talk about a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> and we'll it be will be ever so good and we will revisit these things in a future podcast but um for the sake of keeping <laughs> around an hour on uh on any given point in time uh we'll call it quits on episode 26 of the wtf carbondale podcast um, and I assure you that there will be in one way, shape or form, uh, a, a line of sight on Jasmine, uh, through some WTF Carbondale properties, whether in the near or far future, we'll just see how timeline on other projects goes. We didn't talk about that today, but there is something else in the mix that maybe we'll talk about at a later point in time. Yeah, but uh, we could call it a secret project right now. <laughs> that's right. Now you know there's been a secret project this whole time. You didn't know. You thought the podcast was the project. Nope, the podcast wasn't the project. Turns out the podcast is just the filler project for the secret project. We're not talking about that one yet. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. Whatever that one may be.